1: Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen.
0: Getting himself a nice Legends Award tonight is our old buddy from your Dallas Cowboys, the great Danny White. (laughs)
2: Look at that.
3: Danny, how you doing, man? I'm good. Doing good? I'm doing great. Yeah, I didn't think I'd be wearing this tux ever again, except at some of my grandkids' weddings, maybe. Yeah. Yeah but not for something like this so, so that that is your, it, it it is your own that's your own tux nicely it is my own tux okay. how long you had that 10 years okay
0: they they say they last a lifetime as long as you don't yeah, squeeze don't, out of it well
3: they don't go out of style it, you might go out of style right yeah. but the tux doesn't and that's the nice thing about them i didn't really didn't think i'd ever be wearing this one again so i dusted it off and it actually fit i got into it and
0: that's a feather are. in your cap. You've uh, remained Thank at a, 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 you. a nice weight. <laughs> and I want to apologize right off the bat for my coworker Bob over here for not dressing appropriately. I apologize. Wearing
2: a sweater you to deserve. a black tie well, event like this. Danny, that's you, why
3: he's over in the corner over there.
2: <laughs> yes, that's right. Danny, you deserve better than that for me, and I would like to yeah, apologize. Yeah, he's wearing okay. sneakers. Apology well, except no, out loud. They're uh, very dressy sneakers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How you been? Good. You uh, decompress from uh, another cowboy playoff Man. disappointment.
3: <laughs> well, it's 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 funny when you when you take on different perspectives. How how uh, it's it's always important. There's there's always some kind of a, and and this year more than any, it hit me the the number of people that are affected. Yeah, when the Cowboys lose a game like that, yes, sir. How many people were expecting there to be another game? Like me,
2: at least that, that are
3: not players and coaches. Yeah, at least one more. But what? At least one more home game. Um, but but the vendors and the you know the 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 Walmart people from across the street at the stadium and um, all the people in the media and all of a sudden, man, just like that. It's over and uh it's live it's live television so were you do were you calling the game?
0: Were you set up like you normally know, are? Uh-huh. So I mean the air went out of the balloon in that stadium within yeah. three minutes Early. basically. Yeah, Early. and it never obviously it never came back and and I think still of all the playoff disappointments in the last twenty eight years, this one is number one just because it was so out of left field. And it was so egregious.
3: I agree with you. I uh, you, just the matchup. You know, you got these young upstart Green Bay Packers. You know, coming into uh, AT&T Stadium, playing America's team, and you know, just uh, you put it all into a ball, and nobody—I don't think anybody expected that to happen although and i'm not going to say i told you so but but i was nervous about that game just because of the matchup it felt to me like all the pressure was on the cowboys and none on the packers and uh, i think they handled it exactly the way they should have they just went out and played football and didn't didn't try to meet a play up to anybody's expectations they just went out and played like there was no pressure on them and and there wasn't and Saw the results.
1: As far as the Cowboys are concerned, you mentioned expectations and it's strange how the bar moves and expectations change because your yeah. your eighties cowboys, three straight NFC championship games, couldn't get to the Super Bowl, and now fans
3: would kill for that. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a different game, it's a different world. Of course, parody has changed that a little bit, but um you're right. I especially after the first one. I felt really good about the season. Uh, After that loss, um, coming back home, I felt, you know, we had a good year. I think we overachieved a little bit. I don't think anybody thought we'd get this far. And then you get back home, and reality hit the next morning when I got up and opened the paper, and, man, it was like the world had ended. Um, but, But, yeah, expectations back then were were a little bit different than they are now, and and I think uh, think they'd be happy to get back to a championship game.
2: You, you, this is Danny White, and uh, you you may know that uh, he calls all the Cowboy games uh, and have for many years, right? Uh, yeah,
3: I think twelve years. Yeah, Yeah, something twelve or thirteen.
2: Yeah, so so certainly also a. a, a, a key member of their history but but also a guy who who covers the team on a regular basis and and that's why what you said about kind of the the general vibe of the pressure um that that seems to be the repeating thing here because i was even uh, talking to my dad today who uh, lives up in wisconsin and and he he thinks very highly of of both mike mccarthy and dak prescott and i and i but he also has followed the packers his whole life and i and i said well that's interesting because down here both of their uh, reputations aren't doing very well right now and he says well that's ridiculous they've won 12 games three straight years uh, uh, And so that's
3: not a that's that's a bad thing? Yeah, that's what I'm you know, saying it is. It is. Isn't it, that something? How that, do you how do you lose Yeah, you know, I mean they used to say that about the Buffalo Bills. How do you lose three Super Bowls? Well, you have to get to you 3 They're pretty Bowls, darn good. <laughs> you know, to in order to lose them and there're 30 other teams that would killed yes to be in that position but yeah I, th- I think the greatest thing that the Cowboys have done since that last game and Jerry and Steven and you know everybody in the front office is is nothing I, th- I think the l- less they can do now they've had to replace Dan Quinn which is not easy and they probably found the best guy to do it but yeah um, it would be real easy to panic a little bit, especially the way the fans have reacted and, and the media to some extent that uh, well, here, here we go again, you know one and done and, and, and all of that, it's really really easy to, to play into that and react to it and I think I think Jerry's done the right thing in my opinion and that's just one opinion but Mike McCarthy gives them the best chance of getting back there next year better than changing to somebody else and Dak, and and uh so i I applaud them for not overreacting no that's always been interesting about jerry
2: jones because he does have a reputation of george steinbrenner or or somebody who's a real fly off the handle uh, sports owner and actually the opposite is kind of true about jerry and i don't agree with him on a lot of things but the patience and the lack of temper tantrum firings, frankly, he might go too far in the other direction at times, you know, with, and I don't know what you thought of uh, 10 years of Jason Garrett, but I thought it was probably way too long. And, and, and But but he does a nice job of at least letting the smoke clear before he does anything.
3: I, I agree. I think sometimes the hardest thing in the world to do when you're a guy like Jerry Jones, when you're a take-charge Kind of proactive owner or player, the hardest thing to do is to do nothing, and uh, that, in to a, to some extent, to a large extent, I think, is the best thing that he can do right now. Is back off, just you know, let the dust settle a little bit and and calm down because he he more than anybody else, I think, is probably. Suffered as a result of this this last loss, Um, I think he had huge expectations for this team.
0: Isn't it weird, like I think about your career, and you almost caught the Jones. I mean, you were separated by two years maybe?
3: No, a year. A year? I actually went through three months with Jerry as the owner. You did? Coach Landry was uh, left. Uh, Troy came in. Jimmy Johnson came in. I went through the offseason, and then I think it was like June or July of the offseason when I actually retired, and it was, uh, I mean, I mean, Jimmy just basically told me that they were going to go with Troy, and that, uh, Isn't that wild? so, which I disagreed with, I mean, I thought I could have really helped Troy in that first year. Um, Did he give you the option? Would have been fine. Did he give not, you the option to, really.
1: to kind of be a tutor to him and stay
3: on? Not really, and and I'm not sure that at the time I would have done it. I might have been too emotional, and um, because I was I was trying to decide: do I play? Try to play one more year? And how old were you? I was thirty-eight. 19, no, no, I wasn't. I was thirty-six. Okay, it's thirty-six. So um,
0: that is crazy to me to think that those two things intersected. My my head
2: can't.
3: No, that he was potentially competing with Troy. Did well, you- Troy and I were in the meeting rooms together with Shula and, and those guys, and, and Troy still talks about some of those quarterback meetings. And and um, I Troy and I got got along great from day one, uh, and that would have been a fun year. And fortunately. I mean, Troy survived it, and yeah. it's a credit to Troy to go through that year, as bad as it was, and to come out the other side with his head screwed on straight. But he did, you yeah. know, he did. And I thought it was a mistake at the time to to put him through that without any help. But they did, and it and it worked out pretty well.
1: Well, all that punishment that he received, yeah. you probably were glad that you retired.
3: Well, I'm, I was glad I wasn't out there. Um, but I still think that maybe from the sideline I could have helped. Was there a um,
0: shot of you going and trying to play one more year somewhere else? Or once no. all that
3: unfolded, you were done? Yeah. yeah I, I don't think I, th- that was even an option. And, and had it had it been offered to me, I, I don't think I would have taken it. You know, it sounds weird now, but I could not envision myself in another uniform. I, I cannot picture myself wearing a, another uniform now things have changed and it's a different environment now but uh i just could not in that wild begin to picture myself playing for another team
2: this is danny white with us uh the great danny white uh, who uh joined us most recently in uh, los angeles we were uh i don't know if you the, remember that the, or not we our, our the chargers, chargers cowboys game. we we bothered you before oh, the game Oh yeah, 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 very uh you never forget us three. Yeah, I mean, of course. it's just it's unbelievable. Um, of course, I wanted to ask you though about, and I know things have changed uh, these cell phones and cable TV and everything. I mean, it's been kids these days. It's been well, it's been a little while since their iPads since, since Danny was the quarterback of the Cowboys. But I would like to visit with somebody who's done the job and, and just for a moment about the the mental noise and the ability for a a player. To either block it out or ignore it, or I, I guess that's the same thing. But function with the mental clarity necessary for the job, despite everyone saying you're not Roger Staubach or Dak is not Roger Staubach. You know, I mean, <laughs> yeah. or Troy Aikman. There are legends in this organization, and and for those who attempt to measure up to that, I bet I bet you have to be mentally strong. You have to have some sort of a shield around your your brain to function.
3: Yeah. Uh, and, and maybe that job more, more so than any other job in the league to some extent. But let me tell you that something that nobody ever talks about, uh, but if, when someone asks me how has the game changed since I played it, the single biggest change from my perspective is the fact that the coach, the play caller, can talk to the quarterback in between plays. That is a huge change in the game. That plus the fact that nobody can hit you. Uh, They can't land on top of you, you know. uh, But the fact that you don't have to memorize. You know, Coach Landry had, we'd run a lot of the same plays from one week to the next, but never from the same formation. So each Tuesday we would get a new game plan. You had to have it ready for Wednesday, offensive day, in practice. So you spent all of Tuesday night memorizing formations because a simple signal, a two-handed signal, might mean Ray 15. Well, you had to know that Ray 15 that week was spread orange right tight, fullback short divide, Ray 15, X cut out, fullback out. Next week it will be totally different. And, and you had – so uh, the, the job of playing quarterback was uh, – the mental part of it was was really different. Um, now they get the, they get the call – they they get in the huddle. They get to the line of scrimmage with 15 seconds left on the on the play clock. That's a huge deal. Yeah, and and, then and they that's have the something, they have the play sheet on their you know, wrist. They had that, but but they really didn't even need that very much. Um, but but for Dak, and that's some, one thing that Mike McCarthy changed this year, improved on from Kellen. You know, Dak's not running on the line of scrimmage, snap, trying to snap the ball before the play clock runs out. And not having a chance to look over the defense and the coverage and put people in motion, you know how big a deal it is to have and you watch the 49ers and how they how much motion they use that 's right well that 's not just motion for the sake of motion that 's telling the quarterback something so the more that you can do is it man to man is it zone is it is it underneath zone is it over the top zone you know all those things can be determined if you have enough time. At the line of scrimmage before you snap the ball, and and Mike McCarthy did that with Dak this year, and I think it helped him tremendously. But that's that's maybe the biggest change in the game for a quarterback that has happened since I played. And you know, to talk to the offensive play caller.
0: Do you think that on your deathbed you're going to be able to recite plays that are ingrained into your <laughs> brain?
3: Yeah, yeah, I do. Uh, and, and the poems that I memorized in order to train my brain to be able to memorize quickly. Being able to memorize something quickly was a huge asset. And so uh, I would memorize poetry as, as um, just a muscle memory exercise because that's something you can, you can train. Mm-hmm. You can get better at, and that's memorizing things. A lot of players have
1: photographic memories for their career too and games can you pull, nope. <laughs> pull out seasons and particular plays
3: not 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 even close I, I don't remember I don't remember plays or games um, that I that I played in uh, which comes as a shock to a lot of people but I think I think the concussions over the years and all of that but uh, I don't remember much. About about playing, isn't that um, crazy? Yeah, but you remember the plays, like yeah, the, I can the, remember. It's funny what you remember. I you know as I'm getting older, uh, it's 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 funny the things that we remember. Yeah, and the things the big things that we've forgotten. <laughs> Mike
0: Renfro, the great Mike, the great Renfro. Mike Renfro, guys. Look at that. Look at that guy. I'll, I'll fanboy you for a minute. Sometimes I don't know wh- how it popped up, but on YouTube, this was within the last month. The, the Falcons-Cowboy playoff game popped up, and I was 12 years old when that game happened in the, in the early 80s and was more than obsessed with you guys, and I sat there and watched almost the entire second half for sure, most of the first half. That comeback, I don't know how much you remember about that, but those passes to Drew Pearson, those plays, you pointing to Drew when there's six Falcons surrounding him <laughs> to go to a certain point, it's still like his... It,
3: it, it's awe-inspiring. It was a baller of a comeback in the playoffs. That's that's a game and a play that I've replayed a lot when I speak, uh, I do keynotes and things. I'll use that as an example of 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 making a bad decision and having it turn out right. Yeah. And sometimes we do all the right things and they turn out wrong. Like in the Redskins game, no, Danny, no. When I audible on fourth down and and it blew up on us versus the falcon game where i should never have thrown two balls to drew yeah the first one was when i pointed and they all ran the defense ran and and you stop you can stop the film at a certain point when the ball's in the air and there are six defenders in the picture and drew yeah and <laughs> and it just goes to show you that what how teammates affect each other and how especially for a quarterback I would – and I'd like to think I would never have thrown that ball if it hadn't been 88 down there looking at me. Yeah. And so I threw a ball. And then the next one, it was – we were in field goal range. We got a tie. We got overtime in the bag. Coach Landry yells at me as I run on the field, Danny, don't do anything stupid. (laughs) The last thing he said – and I went out and did the stupidest thing I've ever done in my career, and that was to – I had a blitz coming – didn't think it was going to get picked up. Preston Pearson ended up picking it up, so I didn't have to throw hot. But I did. Drew didn't know the ball was coming. I don't know what made him look back for the ball. You're if on your back
0: th- foot literally falling backwards. Falling
3: backwards. I laid it up. I thought I was throwing it out of the back of the end zone. And I didn't. I didn't. And and if Pridemore, Tom Pridemore, had been one half-step faster he intercepts that ball Yeah, and I have to go to Barbados. Oh from yeah. From Atlanta. Forever. I can't go back to Dallas. My career is, <laughs> is over. Is that the the safety coming from the other Safety underside? coming from the inside. Yeah. And, and he's and got a Drew, corner on him too. You got a corner on him on the outside. This ball was on the inside and uh, what what made Drew look back for the ball? I, to this day I don't know, but he had that that instinct that very few athletes have, but Drew had it. It's like the Hail Mary. Yeah, I mean, I don't know how he knew the ball was underthrown, and uh, you know, but he did, and came back and caught it, and uh, same thing with this play. But so a ball I never should have thrown ends up winning the game for us. Well, uh, that's the
0: best worst pass I've ever seen. Yeah, there.
3: that's exactly what it was. I yeah. should never have thrown that ball.
1: Was there a, ever a more sinking feeling than disappointing Tom
3: Landry? On no, Danny, no, uh, no, on anything. I think, uh, yeah, no, Danny, no. But we had a talk after the game in his office, and, and that's another story—the what, why, and when—and uh, that he and I argued about. And I learned that lesson the hard way. Um, but it's, it's 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 pretty remarkable. Um, but you're right. I mean, disappointing, Coach Line. Getting the Brook Trout look. Roger named it. It's when you do something that you shouldn't have done but it works out. And coach Landry would he wouldn't he wouldn't say anything to you because like me running on fourth down from punt formation which I did a number of times and I was always successful so he would never say anything. If it had ever failed, he would have Anyway, it's a long story <laughs> yeah. but, but but he would look at you and roll his eyes and you might as well coach hang me by my toes make me run a thousand wind sprints find me a million dollars just don't give me that look yeah don't look at me that's the worst feeling that a quarterback can have is to have coach landry and i think roger and i um were the only ones that really experienced it that much but uh yeah, he wouldn't. He wouldn't say anything. He wouldn't say nice play. He wouldn't say you should never have done that. He wouldn't. He would just roll his eyes, and you knew, <laughs> you knew exactly
0: what that meant. How many years did you punt as the starting quarterback? Four as the starter, and yeah. four as the backup. The backup yeah. yeah, four. Think about that now. How insane that sounds, no you doubt. know? But you were that good at it. It's well, incredible. I,
3: it's yeah. not insane to me. It was just something I'd done all my life, and I loved. Uh, Loved punting, loved being able to contribute and keeping an extra guy on the roster, final cuts in Thousand Oaks. And Coach Landry's trying to decide, do we let Danny punt and keep that extra receiver or extra lineman or let someone else punt and cut? So I'm glad I was able to contribute. And no there way. was
1: always that moment. Is that is he going to take the fourth step? Like as right. you were <laughs> approaching the punt,
3: like, is he going to run it? Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was fun, and it was a natural as a quarterback to catch the ball and watch the rush at the same time because I did it as a quarterback all the time. Most punters can't do that, and I tried to get Mike Saxon to do it after I left, and I finally talked him into it, and the ball went right through his hands, hit him in the helmet, bounced up in the air, and he came over and, (laughs) We'll Show you out. You <laughs> out. Yeah. Don't ever try to get me to do that again. <laughs> Danny, uh,
2: really, really fun visiting with you again. Yeah. Thank you for your time. Congrats Thank on you. tonight, Thanks, man. That's yeah. really cool. Thank you very much. Yeah. yeah what an honor. What, yep.
3: a, what a great honor. Absolutely.
1: Named one of the best personal finance podcasts, The stacking Benjamin Show with Joe and his friends makes financial literacy
0: fun. I got an email today from the LenPenzo.com HR department. I find it oh. really interesting. I'm an employee of one at this company, so but somebody from the HR department sent me an email telling me that I had a raise. If I just opened the attachment, I could see how much my raise was. Make sure you click on the links that are in there, too. <laughs> oh, absolutely. Yeah, I can't wait. This is I'm excited.
1: Find out more by searching the Stacking Benjamins podcast wherever you listen. Movies, TV shows, books, podcasts, and more. It's What Women Binge with Melissa Joan Hart
0: and her friend Amanda Lee. We have Lauren Bosworth with us. Yay! the hills. So what is like your number one question from fans? The
2: primary question I still get asked was, what
0: is it real? (laughs) In 2024, to me is a surprising question to get because I feel like everybody has been through the reality TV gauntlet at this point.
1: What women binge wherever you listen.